What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we are talking about a movie from 2019 called Dead Dicks. Yes, we are. (laughs) Uh, Quite the title for the movie. It is. Um, It is. So this was your pick for your birthday, Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, it was. So why don't you tell the fine folks why you picked this movie? Um, so I was at a store called uh, Sunrise Records, which I think is kind of similar to FYE in the States. I think that's what it's called down mm-hmm. there. Kind of like HMV. Yeah. Um, I was looking through movies and I saw this, just like the title grabbed me. <laughs> and it said, I think the, I don't have the case with me, but. So some of it like the ultimate Canadian edition. So it was like, okay, like what's this? And like, <laughs> it was pretty expensive. It was like 30 bucks. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just get it. Cause it like, was like, like a bunch of Canadian like horror conventions and stuff like that. So yeah. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll grab it. And, uh, just like the back of the box kind of, I don't know. It was, um, intriguing and like the description of like the movie. Like I didn't watch any trailers for this. So mm-hmm. just kind of went in, uh, semi-blind yeah and um yeah it's uh well we'll talk about it (laughs) (laughs) you sent me the picture of it the day that you bought it and i was just like what the fuck is this it's like necrophilia porn or something like that yeah (laughs) um but yeah quite the title uh i i don't i mean it kind of makes sense like once you watch the movie but yeah, I, I think it's definitely like a big time marketing strategy to like what happened with you, where mm-hmm. like the title yeah. drew you in, like, oh, my God, I need to see what this movie is. Yeah. And like, yeah, we'll talk about like I didn't catch on to the title until my second watch. OK. And like we'll get more into that during a discussion. But yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But sure. um, yeah, I do just do want to say just before we get into this episode uh, we will probably be talking a lot uh, about uh, suicide and mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anyone is suffering with mental illness, um, you can uh, find information on the Canadian website, suicideprevention.ca. Uh, there's also a toll-free number, which is one 456 4566 And then for listeners in the uh, United States, you can find more info at AFSP.org and you can call toll free at 1-800-273-8255. Yep. There's, uh, there's always resources out there. You don't have to fight the battle alone. That's for sure. Exactly. All right. Um, so before we hop into the movie discussion, what have you been up to this week? So this week, um, I, again, haven't really been watching much. (laughs) Uh, Just been watching a shit ton of anime and only watched one movie this week. Okay. Actually, that's a lie. I watched two movies. (laughs) The first movie I forgot to write down, um, not a horror movie, but I feel like it is the most talked about movie. Uh, in the past week, and that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep. Um, I watched it in two sittings, and I really enjoyed it. 
minus the last like 15 minutes you said right yeah like i didn't hate the last 15 minutes just kind of like pointless like yeah. like josh was saying as well but uh yeah i really enjoyed it definitely can't watch it <laughs> in one sitting um <laughs> yeah so set aside a whole afternoon for it basically yes <laughs> and the other movie i watched was a horror movie that i have been putting off since it came out uh last year and that is antebellum oh nice yes yes uh, uh what are your really, thoughts on it really surprised okay. um i feel like the trailer and like like the trailer kind of i don't know it it's definitely a really sick twist because like the first 30 minutes i was so confused i was like this like what's happening. This isn't what this movie is about. I thought it was like a horror movie, but then like just the twists and turns in the movie and like the big reveal. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot actually. Okay, cool. Um, it, it kind of felt like get out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, but it was really good. I really recommend it. And, uh, the main girl there, Janelle Monet, like, oh man, I love her. She's yeah. so goddamn pretty, man. <laughs> and she's super talented too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, this is one of my like most anticipated films for last year. And then it came out and the reviews were shit. And I was just like, oh fuck, yeah. like, do I want to be disappointed? So mm-hmm. I have, I'm in the same boat as you. I've just been putting it off, putting it off, but yeah. I think it's on Crave now. Uh, it's on uh amazon prime amazon well. prime yeah. yeah yeah so i mean i have no excuse to not watch it at this point but i know because it went on amazon prime like quite a while ago yeah and i don't just every time i see it i'm like i don't know but then i just sat down made myself watch it and uh i'm glad i did because i really enjoyed it yeah nice perhaps i will check it out then well already but uh yeah that's all i've watched this week Cool. Um, I've actually watched a few things this week. Nice. I have not watched Justice League yet. I just mm-hmm. don't have time for <laughs> a four-hour movie. Um, but I'm off this weekend, so maybe I'll find some time this weekend. Uh, but all three movies I've watched are on Shudder. Um, they're all like new releases on there. Um, the first one I watched was uh, Shook which is um, about like a social media influencer who's being like stalked and shit like that. There's like this killer that's just, um, attacking influencers. It's kind of shit. <laughs> I think I saw that on there and I was going to watch it, but then I didn't. I don't know. Just the way that they talk and stuff. It's just fucking, it was so annoying. Okay. All right. And the second movie I watched was Stay Out of the Fucking Attic. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed this one. Like the acting was pretty shoddy at some part, well, throughout most of it. But I mean, the story and the special effects and stuff like that were really cool. Um, Nice. Just a different take on things. So I had a good time watching it. Yeah. Like a lot like uh, Dead Dicks. Uh, This title kind of has me wanting to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it kind of like grabs you a bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the third one, I haven't finished it yet, but I started watching it last night. 
It's called uh, Coco D Coco Day. And okay. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> like it came on and I was just like, like I saw it on Shutter. I mean, like the first yeah. day that it came on and I was just like, what in the fuck? And then a trailer came up on Facebook or Instagram for it, like from like Shutter because I follow Shutter. It was like one of their promotional trailer things. And it was yeah. for this. And I was, so I was like, oh, fuck, I'll watch the trailer, see what it looks like. And it like it actually looked really good. So I was like, OK, I'll start it tonight then. Mm-hmm. I ended up falling asleep just because it was like late at night. But um, but it's so far I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's weird. It's a Swedish film, so it's all subtitled. But oh, OK, so far I'm digging it. So we'll see what the rest of it brings. Nice. Nice. And other than that, just been chipping away at Superstore and Yellowstone still. We haven't finished <laughs> that yet. Um, Very nice. Yeah. And that's all I got. Cool. All right. We ready for the content creators corner? Yes, sir. Who we got this week? This week we have direct to VHS podcast. Nice. And here is their promo. Hey, Trey, do you want to do a podcast on cult movies? You mean like movies about Jim Jones? No, no, no. Movies that have cult followings. Oh, so like David Koresh documentaries. No, no, no. Not actual cults. More like crazy out there movies that have a large underground following. Movies like Frankenhooker or John Carpenter's The Thing. Right. Can I sing? Why do you want to sing on a podcast about weird movies? Too late. I already bought my microphone off of Amazon. We're doing this. I regret this decision. I'm the cult of personality. Oh, yeah. I also told Tom and Tyler they could be a part of the show. There better be trauma movies. Wait, what cult are we starting? Tyler, just end it. Direct to VHS Podcast. Find us on Instagram and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I feel like every week we get a better promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but like the creativity in some of these are, it's fantastic. I love it. Like that one, the first time I listened to it, I was fucking laughing my ass off. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So uh, great job, guys. <laughs> and thank you again for sending that in to us. And uh, yeah, so check out Direct to VHS podcast if you're listening to this episode. Thank you, guys. And without further ado, are we ready to hop on or in to dead dicks i'm about to hop on some dead dicks (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into it Like we said in the intro, this week we're talking about 2019's Dead Dicks. This is a Canadian film uh, filmed in Montreal, Quebec. I think that yes. was the only location for it. I think so. I can't. And uh, it was shot in 10 days as well. Oh, interesting. Um, the synopsis. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, why do I always forget this, man? What? We got to fucking crack them open. 
Yeah, I always forget when we do it. <laughs> <laughs> we just do it whenever. All right. Um, so we've recorded in like over a week. That so I got a little special uh, double crack. Oh. Sort of. Here's number one. And number two, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but I, uh, I'll try. You doing Jager bombs? No. <laughs> so I have a Molson Canadian cold shot. Oh, nice. And a Guinness in a bottle. Oh, what? Yeah. Guinness in a bottle. Yeah, man. It's like kind of like a Christina Aguilera um, genie in a bottle, <laughs> except it's a Guinness in a bottle. <laughs> Uh, I guess if you're dyslexic, it might say genie. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you Let's hear yours. Come on. Um, I went to the LCBO today, picked up some craft beers, and uh, one of them grabbed my eye. And just <laughs> as I was looking at it, the, yeah. the guy that works there, he's like, that's a really good beer. He's like, we just got it. I was like, okay, sweet. Um, but it's called Brimstone Brewing Company, uh, Sinister Minister. Hmm. Oh, I have I've had that one. Is it good? Yes. Uh, just based on the the title of the beer, I'm pretty sure I've had that one. So it's a red can and it's got like two praying hands, but they're all like tatted up. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that one. It's good. All right. Here's the crack. That was nice. Oh, wow. That is very good. I'm glad I bought two yeah wow i like that a lot oh i'm glad (laughs) all right are you panning back that cold shot or are you sipping it um kind of pounding it back i haven't had a cold shot since high school i think me too man it's been so long always a good time yeah all right let's get into this movie the synopsis after becca receives a distressing call from her suicidal brother richie she rushes over to his apartment and finds him alive and well surrounded by copies of his own dead body yeah basically yeah it's a fucking weird ass synopsis for a weird ass movie <laughs> it is <laughs> uh this movie has yeah. two directors um this is both of their directorial debuts though mm-hmm uh, so we have Chris Bavoda and Lee Paula Springer. So they both directed and wrote this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the main character, like the actor, I think he had a writing credit as well. I think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> because this is like a low-budget Canadian movie, even the actors and actresses in it, like they don't have very many recognizable credits, if any at all. But we'll go through them anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so leading off the cast is Heston Horwin, and he played Richie. And he has a lot of short films and like random unheard of TV shows. Like yeah. episodes here and there. Um, Jillian Harris plays Becca. She's, again, in Nothing Recognizable. Uh, Matt Keys plays Matt. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, some very small roles in Dark Phoenix, 
uh, Race, Quantico, and Corner Gas. Yep. But he just played like a cop in Dark Phoenix or like yeah something yeah. like that. And lastly is Christina Sandev, and she played Mel. Uh, and again, she is in nothing recognizable. So pretty boring director and casts today. Yes, um, <laughs> I did. I did want to point out that uh, both the directors have an upcoming project um, called uh, HP Lovecraft's The Outsider. Oh, okay. I didn't so, notice that. I don't know what that's all about, but anytime that HP Lovecraft is uh, involved, um, I mean, it's always a good time. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Lovecraft? Was it County or Country? Lovecraft Country? I wa- I started it. Like, I watched the first, like, three episodes and then just kind of fell off. Like, it was a great show. Just, mm. um, I need to get back to, to watch it. I'll probably just start it over again. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much shit right now that yeah. keeps coming out of the woodwork, so it's hard to stay on track with one show. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I watched the first episode, and that's been it so far. Yeah. All right, man. If you don't have anything else, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said before, like I watched this uh, movie twice because um, you had mentioned that you – we're going to start doing it as well and um kind of made sense but the whole like dead dicks title like i didn't really catch on to the meaning of it until my second watch Mm -hmm. um because matt kept calling richie dick yeah and like my first watch i was just like oh it's because he just thinks he's like a dick (laughs) but then like i was like oh wait no his name is richie so like it's just a bunch of Dead dicks. <laughs> Dead Richies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that title definitely was just... Like, it could have been named a lot of different things. So that title is clearly just to bring your attention to the movie. Yeah. Which, like, good on them. Yeah, definitely. And if I recall correctly, like, I don't remember exactly what the the case looked like whenever you sent me the picture. But, I mean, even it was, like, flashy enough to to draw your eye to it. Yeah, it was, and it came with like this giant poster as well. Oh, nice! Yeah, is it and a this, dead and the, dick? <laughs> it does have a dead dick on it, oh. but not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it came with a soundtrack as well. Oh sh- no, actually, yeah, it did. Yeah, like a what, like, like a, a disc. CD? Yeah, a CD of it. Oh, that's dope. Because I that's part of in my reviews. I talk about it. Cool. Oh. I had to let you borrow it to. Uh, where I just use fucking Spotify. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm sure it'll like be on there. Borrow a fucking CD. <laughs> do, do, do people still do that? Yo, let me borrow that CD so I can rip it onto my computer. I was like literally thinking about this like the other day. Like I like I never noticed I got the soundtrack with it whenever I bought it because like I haven't really opened it up yet. Yeah. And so I saw. I was like, oh, cool, it comes with the soundtrack, and I was like what the fuck do I do with this CD? <laughs> I was like, I guess I can put it in my car and just kind of leave it in there. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't even think my laptop has a CD drive. And it, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I think I own like five CDs now. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like old ones that are just like literally in my car. Like you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the movie just opens up like right at the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see our main character Richie 
he kills himself, puts a bag over his head. Um, and, uh, he like puts popcorn in the microwave before doing it. And like on my second watch, I was like, did he make the popcorn for his like next body? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really understand that. I think we need to like preface like what the story is before we start talking about it, because that line right there probably made no sense to anybody listening. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So Richie is he's suicidal. He's he suffers from like massive depression. Um, And like Brooke said, in the opening scene, he kills himself. But every time he kills himself, he gets brought back but it's like it's not that body that gets brought back to life it like it's almost like uh fucking what's that movie it's michael keaton duplicity and just like he just like there's just another one that's there sort of thing um yeah i mean where does it come from (laughs) well do you want to get dive into that (laughs) i mean what is it is it is it a vagina is it a butthole yeah i that's one thing I didn't get about this movie. Um, yeah. So on the wall in his bedroom, there's like, it looks like mold, which is what he thought it was originally. And, yeah. But it's like the whole size of his wall, but it's, it looks like mold, but like shaped in a vagina. Yeah. And every time yeah. he kills himself, a new body of himself comes out of this wall vagina. And it's in like in like a sack, like almost like he's being like reborn. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that part was really weird. I, yeah, I, I feel like I need to read up on it a little bit more to kind of understand <laughs> what they were thinking with that. But yeah, like I'll have to let you borrow the DVD because uh, it does come with um, audio commentary. Okay. So um, I noticed that last night when I was watching like the special the uh, special features, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, because there's some stuff that goes on in this movie. And it's just like, what? What's the director thinking for this? Yeah. Well, I know that he was uh, super inspired by, like, Cronenberg, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see that. Which is, like, obvious. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it just kind of opens up with that. Like, you see he kills himself, and then you see this like naked body just like walked by him, go to the microwave and get popcorn. So I was like, at first I was like, was that like fucking roommate or what? But <laughs> yeah, it's uh was his next body. I don't know. I've read somewhere that like, like for suicide like that, like he puts a bag over his head and kills himself like that. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I don't know if there's any truth behind it or not. I haven't researched it or anything like that, but I've heard that like, you can't drown yourself or something like that because your body, like your body just physically won't let you like your reactions will like pull you out kind of thing. That's what I was thinking too. Like, so I was thinking that with this plastic bag too. Yeah. Cause once he's like almost out of air, you think that he would just like let go of the bag. Yeah. But like, it must take a lot for him to keep going Mm-hmm. for sure. And it, I mean, it's another plastic bag kill, which they drive me crazy, but I mean, <laughs> it's not really a kill, I guess. It's a little more serious than a regular like movie, but yeah. 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 Um, so then we meet uh, Becca, who is his sister, and we learn that she is going to, 
she applied to school to go for uh, neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And do you think that she, cause she just recently applied to it and like, I don't know, I'd say like they're probably in their like mid twenties maybe. Yeah. Do you think that she applied because of Richie? Like maybe to try and kind of get more understanding of like the brain. I could see that. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we learn later on that like she's been taking care of him for a really long time. Yeah, because I think I think it mentions that their mom died. Yeah, and then their dad is I don't think around anymore. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it would make sense. Like I could see her going into something like that, or like some sort of mental health profession. But... Yeah, and like she hasn't told Richie either that she's going. So, because mm-hmm. um, obviously he needs her around. Yeah, because she would have to leave to go to school. Like, it's not anywhere near them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like the beginning of this movie, um, I talked more about it in my review, but yeah. I feel like it could have been done a little bit better. Like, I feel like it just kind of, like, threw in some scenes just to have, like, a beginning mm-hmm. and to introduce. Like, there was a couple scenes where, like, was could have been cut. Like, her getting the... Um, the car Uber ride over to Richie's after when she's at work mm-hmm. and like the Uber drivers just like <laughs> complain about detours for like <laughs> a solid three minutes. It's like, I don't know if they're just trying to be funny or just to try and stick a scene in there. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too, because I talk about it in my review too, but like based off of this, like first 20 to 30 minutes, <clears> if <throat> I didn't have to watch it for the podcast, I probably would have shut it off oh really yeah like i just found the first bit of it so fucking boring yeah and like poorly acted agreed but i I, again i talk about the acting later on in my review so yeah me too dive too too, too much into it but yeah i i couldn't see myself watching it yeah through its entirety if i didn't have to do it for the podcast yeah like i think they should have maybe start with that like opening kill like when he kills himself i think Mm -hmm. that maybe they should have shown him walk by like not just like his lower half yeah you don't see who it is that walks by so i feel like if you would have shown him walk by maybe it would have you know made you stick around a little bit yeah yeah because you would have been like oh shit what the fuck yeah but yeah so she's at work Becca's at work and she get she has like phone messages or she tries to call him first. Does she not? Um, she has like a bunch of texts from him. Yeah, I thought she tried to call him first. And then she she does. Oh, yeah, she does try to call him at, at one point. Yeah. But yeah, she's got a whole bunch of voicemails from him and he's like, you got to come see this. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I can't tell you over the phone because you won't believe me. You're going to think I'm nuts and blah, blah, blah. But it was like multiple messages on her phone like with Mm -hmm. that sort of tone so then she tries to call him and he doesn't pick up and she she ends up just driving out there and it like you get the sense that like this happens often and she's Mm -hmm. kind of like fed up by it yeah because she works at a bar and her boss is kind of like asking like oh how's richie doing you know blah blah Mm mm-hmm 
so yeah, like the people in her life realize how how bad it is as well. Yeah. Like like for her boss to know unless they've all kind of grown up together, but I don't get that sense. Like it just seems like she has no. to leave she has to leave work a lot to go help him with things. Yeah, that's how I felt as well. Uh yeah, so we meet um the other character in this movie. There's really only three characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, like everyone else, they're only in one scene and have like a couple lines. Uh, so we meet Richie's neighbor, Matt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he kind of he looked like and reminded me of uh, John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. Just like skinnier version. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he's kind of like he's kind of an asshole, but not really because like you're kind of on his side like if i was in his shoes oh, yeah. i would be pissed as well because Def- he's feeling sorry oh, go, go ahead no, i was gonna don't. say he's like feeling like vibrations and music mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah like based off that first interaction i was thinking like man this guy's a fucking douchebag mm-hmm. and then like as the movie's going on i'm like okay yeah i i understand now <laughs> yeah like i am and he tells it. yeah and he tells becca like I called the superintendent. He's coming tomorrow. And she's like, why would you do that? And he's like, I've had enough. Like it's either me or him that leaves. And I'm not leaving this fucking place. Yeah. During that scene too, like, cause like I was paying attention, but like not the movie didn't have like 100% of my attention yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, almost under the impression that they were dating like just from that line he was like it's either him or me but oh okay but i had missed the part about him calling the superintendent no but, yeah yeah like i clued in quickly that they weren't right. dating but just that initial contact i was like oh shit are they together oh okay oh you meant like becca and matt yeah you're at right okay um do, do you think that the music only happens when he, Richie kills himself? Like, do you think it comes on by itself, or do you think Richie turns it up loud and then kills himself? That's a good point. Mm. No, uh, fuck, I don't know. Because there's one scene later on where she leaves the apartment to take trash bags out, yeah. And she comes back in and the music's blaring. Yeah, but he had headphones on whenever she went down. Yeah. That's but true. then again, he could also just take them off and turn the music up loud. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, I don't, that's a good point, though. Yeah, like, I, but I don't see why not, because all of the kills that he does or suicides are all clean kills to him. Because at one point he like has a little notepad <laughs> And is like kind of like writing out like, okay, I've like done all like the clean ways to kill myself. Like yeah. what are some like more, I guess, messy, messy ways. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it, uh, I, I wrote down that uh, this movie should be called Dead Balls because this movie is ballsy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. It's like just the way it combines like suicide which is like a really you know big topic Mm -hmm. and the comedy like i feel like that's really hard to juggle Mm -hmm. yeah without Um, coming off as like uh 
what's the word that I'm looking for? Without like being offensive to to the subject matter. Yeah. <clears throat> like I would say I agree with you what you said earlier. Like once Becca finds Richie, I felt like I was more engaged in it after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, she goes in his apartment and the music's like blaring. She turns it off and she's looking for him and then she finds him in the uh, the closet. <laughs> I know she she breaks down and stuff like that. He hung himself. Yeah. And then <laughs> Richie just comes up behind her fucking eating naked. A bowl of <laughs> eating a bowl of cereal and just like spills it on himself and is like slapping his dick around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there is full frontal male nudity throughout this movie. There is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so she's like crying and then he like, he doesn't realize it's her or something because like, I don't know, just the whole uh, back and forth here was really funny. Yeah. She's like, can you cover up? And he just like puts his <laughs> cereal bowl over his dick and he's like still eating the cereal, but it's like way further down. So it's like a long, longer <laughs> yeah. trip up to his mouth. Yeah. She's like, go put some fucking clothes on. Uh, and uh, so obviously like she's like, what the fuck is going on? Like what what's happening? And so he's trying to like explain what's happening and he shows her the other dead bodies and bathtub richie was the funniest fucking thing ever oh the way his eyes were yeah like i just could not stop (laughs) laughing (laughs) just the way he was looking like and also like the mirror was in the same shot yeah so it was in the bathroom (laughs) oh my god it was perfect i was dying laughing and richie like like alive richie kind of made the same face that dead richie was making at one point and i was i found that really funny yeah, and even like later on, uh, Richie starts like laughing at the face it himself is making. He's like, "Okay, I, I can do this." <laughs> uh, oh fuck! Um, so he tries showing her the he made like a videotape of the vagina wall or the wall that he comes out of, yeah. but it gets all like blurry and stuff. So he comes up with this big plan that okay. I'm going to kill myself. You have to watch me do it and see what happens. Yeah. It's like if someone you love, like just said, okay, watch me kill myself. I'm going to be fine, but to see what happens, like I would not be able to do that. No, I don't think I would ever be able to agree to that. I don't care how many times he thinks he's been brought back or what, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she kind of has that thought in her head. Like, not in her head like she does express it she's like well what if you don't come back yeah he's like i promise i will but yeah yeah i don't think i'd be able to do it no i know i wouldn't be able to yeah but uh the way that he tricks her like was so fucking funny oh my god she i think she leaves for like a second to like do something she goes out to the hallway i think to call her boss oh right and then the music starts up again yeah um <laughs> so she goes in and then he's like oh i knew to come back he's she's like no you're not doing it and he says oh it's already done it's okay i just took something in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's gonna kick in in a sec so it's done mm-hmm. she's like me get you a hospital and he's like no no we can't go 
like I'm already dead, but um, we learned later that he can't leave the apartment because uh, whatever is happening, it won't let him. Yeah. Um, so he's laying down and she's like holding his hand. They kind of like have like a heart to heart talking about like some time at the beach. <laughs> and then he just fucking farts. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, ah, oh, Richie. And then you like realize that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause when movie. you die, your bowels just like let loose. Yeah. But she had no idea. Right. Yeah. She just thought he farted. And like this conference, this movie, it's good at like having these like really dramatic, not dramatic, but like these really like, heartfelt moments and yeah. then it's like broken up by comedy yeah like i almost felt like this was almost a drama like some of the acting that richie and becca did mostly richie mm-hmm. it, it made it feel more like a drama than like a horror or um the comedy was definitely more there than the horror but yeah 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 because this conversation that they're having while he's like dying on the couch it's mm-hmm. it's like very heart heartfelt and emotional they're like talking about their childhood and how she's always taking care of them and stuff like that yeah and then it's broken up by him shitting himself (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck um so yeah then he comes back Mm -hmm. and they're like kind of like talking in the kitchen and she sees his pills there and she's like you know taking her pills he's like no he's like i'm good (laughs) <laughs> and she tells him to take his pills. And I was like, he like spits him down this, or he takes a sip from the, uh, the faucet. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, obviously he's going to spit them down the sink. Like, yeah. how does she not notice that? Yeah. Or would think, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I, I want to see you take them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, every time he comes back, like he doesn't remember that she's there. And we realize it from this one, like, because he comes out of the wall and she's in his room and he's butt ass naked again. Right. And he comes around the corner and she screams and then he screams and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my room? (laughs) (laughs) She knew that he would be naked, too. So, (laughs) yeah. Oh, so I don't know, like what happens, like, because he doesn't get like a full mental reset because like he remembers everything Mm -hmm. else like for some reason he just didn't remember that she was there right right so this is the big question of the movie that i have and i still don't understand it after watching it twice i probably won't until i watch the audio commentary but why do you think that he keeps coming back do you have any inkling i feel like there's like a really deep meaning to it Mm-hmm. and I don't think either of us have watched it enough to really get a good grasp on what that is. No. So no. I think it's true what you said, like watching the commentary or if there's like director interviews or anything like that, I think that's where we're going to find that answer possibly. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to like, I've had my mental health issues, but I've mm-hmm. never had like suicidal thoughts or anything like that. No, but like, I can kind of think maybe it's kind of like 
you, I don't know, this is kind of a touchy subject, but <laughs> yeah. you, you like, you commit suicide and you're not really thinking about yourself like you are, but you're not thinking about the other people. So I think mm-hmm. that it shows that, you know, even though you kill yourself, you still have your loved ones that have to deal with the repercussions. Yeah. Like throughout this movie, Becca has to do everything. Um, during the next scene, they have to figure out how to get rid of the bodies because the uh, landlord is coming. So they figure out that they're going to cut off, cut off the bodies and Becca is the one that's doing all the work. Mm-hmm. And Richie just kind of sits there and does his painting, you know, so. Um, She's like cleaning up the like pieces and the messes. Yeah, which it, it like pertains to this situation as well. And also, I think, suicide as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, when she, uh, we're jumping ahead, I don't know if I should even bring it up yet. No, that's fine. So at one point in the movie, Becca dies too. Right. By accident. Because <laughs> she fucking drinks the, <laughs> the shit. Yeah. So... I mean, I guess we can kind of jump into it because it's shortly after this scene where he's reborn again. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, like you said, like they start chopping up the bodies and whatnot. And, uh, and this is when like she leaves to take the, the garbage bags out to the dumpster and Matt helps her. And you kind of see like a softer side of Matt during this. You do because right when she's taking the the body bags down the stairs, mm-hmm. he I think the second time or the first time, he just comes out and says, "You know, I don't always like being the bad guy." Yeah, and so you know, I like Matt as a character, um, because like I feel for him in the situation. Mm-hmm. But also, is it only these two fucking apartments in this whole building? <laughs> right? Like, it's like a staircase in two apartments, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, but that's just a little nitpick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Matt comes out of his apartment, and he's like, you know, whenever you're back here, I can hear every creak that you make or every noise that you make or something like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. then he helps her carry all the bags down. He doesn't know what's in them, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then after the last bag, he's like... Uh, she she says thank you and he goes anytime he's like no no have a good <laughs> and he goes back in because he was like yeah. it's the last fucking one because <laughs> they've carried like fifteen garbage bags full of body parts down to the garbage at this yeah point. and he's teaching her how to lift with your legs and stuff like that yeah <laughs> I thought and there's uh, also a oh, so there's a couple like quick lines uh, during this back and forth too. Becca is kind of like getting on Matt's side. She says, I think Matt makes a comment like, you know, you can't always come to your brother's aid or stuff like that. Yeah. And she says something like, well, you know, I can't just stiff stuff his bag, his body in garbage bags or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were you going to say? Um. So then she's heading back up to the apartment after taking all the garbage bags out, Matt's back in his apartment and all of a sudden the music starts fucking blaring again. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Oh my God, like, are you fucking kidding me? So she runs upstairs, tells him to turn it down. And like Matt is on her tail and he starts screaming at them. Like 
through the crack in the door and then he manages to bust his way in and he's like, I'm calling the cops and he starts mm-hmm. walking through the apartment. Yeah. And they forgot an arm. Yeah. So there's just an arm laying on the floor and he, and Matt ends up seeing it and he's like, fuck you guys are fucking sickos. Like I'm calling the cops. And, uh, he goes to leave <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. Richie throws a toaster at him. <laughs> so because he thought it was plugged in he yeah. thought it would electrocute him yeah because was was he standing in water didn't he yeah he had his foot he in like stepped bucket. in yeah yeah stepped in the mop bucket yeah so yeah richie thinks it's plugged in and then matt like hucks it at him and like goes after him and anyways uh long story short richie ends up killing matt with the toaster like he smashes him over the head with it mm-hmm and then Matt comes No, back. he doesn't kill him there. Oh, was it not there? No, he knocks him out. Right. And they have him tied up with uh, oh, yeah, that's right. extension cord. And they're talking in the background. You see Matt just stand up and he's, he says something. Uh, you know, you guys really suck at fucking everything, even tying people up or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. But he gets electrocuted from... I don't know what it was he picked up. Oh, I do remember that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the the shock was so out of place. Like, yeah, I felt like they didn't need the special effects for that. They could have just acted. It was very like seventies and eighties, like blue light electricity. Like I kind of loved it, but was also like that was kind of not needed. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the one scene I thought was funny um, and kind of like scratched my head uh, whenever Becca is about to cut up the bathtub, Richie, and she tells Richie, okay, turn off the circuit. And he like, is trying to figure out like the breakers and she like touches the toaster and it shocks her. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, why don't you just unplug the toaster? <laughs> yeah i mean that, that would make sense yeah unless there's still electricity kind of like in it but i, I don't know i was so. like just fucking unplug the toaster you work in the electrical field not me hey, i'm not an electrician so <laughs> customers that all the time but uh all right so then matt comes back to life right uh so or is there something before they that? Well, they think so because Richie goes into the bedroom and Becca is trying to bring him back to life, like giving him CPR. Yeah. And Richie is sees that there's a body that came out of the hole. Mm-hmm. So he says, don't even, like, there's no point. He's dead. There's a thing in there. And then Matt comes back to life and they go in the bedroom and there's nothing there. Yeah. So you think that well, you don't really know what happened. You kind of are like, did the thing just disappear back in the hole? But then you find out that <laughs> there's another Matt that looks fucking terrible. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't understand this. Like, again, it's another it's another fucking Terrence and Phillips scene from South Park. <laughs> like, he... He's just like gashed from ear to ear, and his head's like the top of his head's just like flopping around. Yeah, 
And it's like, I don't, I don't understand why he looks like that. But whenever those two come back to life, they're like perfectly fine. I think it's because it's because, oh, he met Matt or Richie mentions it later that when she brought him back to life, she broke the chain in the the system. Oh, okay. So I think that had something to do with it because whenever they, well, so just like a deformity. Head. Yeah. So when they end up killing this thing, nothing comes back because they, uh, altered the, I don't know, program or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Okay. That's why the ending happens then. Yeah. Okay. But I thought that the CGI for that would look really, really bad. Oh, it was terrible. Like, I I was like blown away. I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. you know, they do everything else, like the special effects, you know, practical and so well. Minus the electricity know. part too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, like even when after they kill like fucked up Matt, he's like laying on the floor and his head is even like, like you can, it almost looks airbrushed. Like mm-hmm. his whole body looks like a normal body, but then it's his head is like, and it's just the back of his head. Like they could have easily just had the actor laying there and did the shot. Yeah. Even his whole body looked just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't like the look of whatever the fuck you want to call it, this like demon mat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Terrence and Philip Matt. <laughs> uh, there was one scene I wanted to talk about, which was really it really brought it the drama in the movie was whenever Richie was explaining his depression to Becca I thought that was a really heartfelt moment like I felt his sincerity and his pain during that scene yeah definitely because he's explaining he says you know you're looking at me like the way people have always looked at me my whole life and it's like that just I don't know that hit me yeah, he was like, he was like, you were the one person I thought never would, or something like, like along those lines. Hmm. Hmm. Um. And I think at one point after the, I think it's after this whole Matt thing, Becca finds her dead self in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> and she understandably freaks out. Yeah, because she like I didn't think anything of it, because she like is she goes and takes a nap. She tells Richie, I just need five minutes. And she wakes up, I don't know how much longer, and he says, that wasn't five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he was bitching at her about it. But they find out that she actually died because she drank Richie's, excuse me, poison. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. We never found out what it was, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it looked like a big old jug of jizz in his fridge, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know where we're at. Yeah, we're pretty much at the end. But actually, there's something I wanted to look up because Becca is like looking through Richie's kind of like diary that he's like writing in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And there's one scene where he has all this like stuff scratched out and like writing. He has like he drew the vagina. No, it's their it's their dad's diary. Oh, really? Yeah, Richie. I swear I could be wrong. But I swear I heard Richie say something about it was their dad's. 
something like dad was right all along or something like that. Cause there was something written and I think, yeah, there's something in the diary and it read, it was a definition of short duration mania. Okay. And I meant to look that up and just looking at it now. So it is, I think this is what it is. Oh, it's basically, it's kind of like bipolar. Mm. So it's a uh, cyclo fifth, fifth, I sound like Mike Tyson. Cyclothymic disorder. Okay. Mood swing between short periods of mild depression and hypomania in elevated mood. The low and high mood swings never reach the severity or duration of major depressive or full mania episodes. Okay. So it's kind of like... So it's like mini-manic. Yeah, it's kind of like mild um, bipolar disorder. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. Uh, So I guess let's get into this final scene. Yep. So... This is another scene, like their discussion that they're having... Mm-hmm. where like the acting was top notch in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like whenever he kind of tricks Becca into going into the bedroom and then closes yeah. the door, or locks her in. Yeah. Cause he and... thinks that the, the thing on the wall looks like a vagina. And at the start, she said it looks like a giant asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes in and says, Hey, can you look, take a closer look at this thing? He says, what do you think this looks like? You know, further, you know, looking on further. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I still think you like an asshole. Yeah. And then he locks her in the room. He, oh, I think before this, he had the, she grabbed his dad's shotgun. Yeah. Or gun. Yeah. Um, and like you said, during this scene, uh, the one thing I remember was that he thinks that the asshole represents himself like on the wall. Yeah. Cause he says, that's how I've always felt is just one big giant asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah. Sees, sees like a giant asshole like himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he ends up shooting himself and, then Becca decides to, because she can't get out because she locked him in there, or he locked her in there. Yeah. She decides to smash the wall with a crowbar or something like that. And there's all these like cuts on it and like bleeding, kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of gross. And uh, she just decides to crawl through it. And she's crawling through this thing and it gets to the other end. It's just like a dark room and you see her face like looking around and you see this like purple lights on her. And then the movie just cuts the black. Yeah. So, yeah, I <laughs> don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know that there's obviously a meaning behind it, but. We've said it multiple times throughout the episode. Like, I think we need to watch mm-hmm. the director's commentary or something that explains it a little bit further. Yeah. Cause like, you know, that the meeting's there, like there's something that's underlying. Yeah. And we're just not getting it. Like we're, I don't know if we're not fucking smart yeah. enough or what. But <laughs> um, 
I was going to say, because we know that she's dead at this point, right? Yeah. And we found out that they can't leave the apartment because she tries to leave earlier and there's kind of this weird thing that happens and then she can't leave. Mm-hmm. And Richie explains it. So I don't know. Yeah. Like this is one of those movies where, you know, we watch it and it's like, oh, what the fuck was that? I didn't understand it. Like, fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like we know there's some deep meaning behind it, yeah. but we just don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's in no way, shape or form one of those movies where we just say, like, fuck this movie. Like, I really want to find out, like, what the underlying issue is or what the underlying message is. Yeah, because like the the big main message is obviously like suicide and mental health and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, where the fuck did this vagina wall come from? And like, how are they getting reborn? Like, what's the purpose of that? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We will. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to add or talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. Me either. And that's the way the blood splatters. Yes, sir. With a toaster to the head. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to do your reviews or mine first? Um, I can go first. All right, so for my story, I gave a 5 out of 10. Okay. Um, I thought it does a really good job combining like the real issue of suicide and the comedy really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked all the characters, like the main three, because they were really the only people that were in it. I thought the dialogue was great. Mm-hmm. I did feel like they could have cut out a few scenes out to explain more of the story or add on to the third act a little bit. Yeah. Like we've talked about, I feel like we need to explore this movie more to kind of get a real grasp of what the meaning is. Yeah. But you know, that something is there. Mm -hmm. So my quality, I gave a six out of 10. I thought it was a well-made movie for what kind of movie it was like a low budget movie a little bunch of Canadian movie filmed in 10 day in 10 days. I thought that the special effects were great for the most part, aside from the few that we mentioned, the electricity and the other mat kind of reborn mat. Yeah. I thought that the music and the score was really good. And I thought that for being oh, pretty much for the most part, a single location movie, yeah. I felt like it didn't get boring at all. Mm-hmm. So five out of 10 and a six out of 10. All right, cool. Now my, my scores may change if I ever do find out what the real meaning is. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, for my story, I gave it a seven out of 10. Okay. Um, I said, it's not at all what I expected from the title. Like it's a very misleading title. Um, and I mentioned in my review that after the first 30 minutes, I was almost ready to shut it off, but I'm glad, (laughs) I'm glad that I pushed through that first little bit. Um, and it wasn't until I really started thinking about like the underlying tones of the movie that I like really started to enjoy it and realize how deep the message was. Um, I mentioned like, I, I enjoyed the fact that 
there's like a lot of serious conversations and like it's a very serious tone, but it's also broken up with some good comedy here and there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of that comedy, like towards the last like 15, 20 minutes, like you kind of lose that comedic factor mm-hmm. and it turns into like a more darker look at suicide and mental mm-hmm. health and the way it affects a person and like the people that are around them. Yeah, like just to add to that quickly, during those scenes, I could not stop just watching the movie. Like yeah. I was, it like the acting just, which I didn't mention in my review, but mm-hmm. um, the acting between them just like brought me into the movie so much. For sure. And uh, so yeah, my quality, I gave it a six out of 10 as well. Uh, in the beginning, the acting threw me off. Like I, I hated it. I was like, these actors are fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like so like such a B movie that like I I can't even really enjoy it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it seemed as if like both main characters took acting lessons before they started doing the second half of the movie. Cause like they really took a turn. I felt the same way. And like, I don't get it. Like at the beginning they were awful. And then like the last half of it, they were so on point. It just like, I didn't, I don't understand like where that turning point was and like what they did within themselves to, to flip that switch. Mm -hmm. But like, they just became such good actors for like the last, like, I don't know, 40, 40 minutes, I guess. Yeah. About halfway through. Yeah. Like I felt, becca's acting in the beginning i thought was really bad like the bar scene yeah and richie wasn't really in it at the beginning mm-hmm. so i think his acting was really good like throughout the whole movie but and i that see might, what you're saying that might have helped her out and like once they started getting on screen together just the chemistry yeah 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 uh, I said the score is fucking amazing and if it ever comes out on vinyl I'll be buying it <laughs> <laughs> nice that's why you're so shocked i got it on uh yeah, like CD. I loved this score and the music that are through that's throughout it. Yeah, um, just incredible. Uh, it's almost like a heavy metal score, but like like orchestrated at the same like orchestra heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, the way it was shot, like I wasn't a huge fan of some of the scenes, the way that they were shot. Um. But given the fact that they did it in 10 days, like, I guess I can kind of understand that. Yeah. So I like what you said, like for, for what it is and like how long they had to shoot it. Like, I, I guess they did a fairly good job then. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Story seven out of 10 quality is six out of 10. Nice. I'm really happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. What I thought I was going to rate it after the first, like, few scenes <laughs> yeah i was yeah. i was ready to start typing my notes right away and be like fuck this movie one out of ten <laughs> one out of ten i fucking hate this um, yeah i didn't think that it would get so dramatic me honestly. either me either um but yeah i i definitely recommend anybody that's listening to check this movie out if you can find it because i know it is a canadian movie so i don't know how much distribution there is in other parts of the world but yeah i mean you said you saw it on itunes right Apple TV, yeah. Apple TV, yeah. Is iTunes still a thing? iTunes, that's not even a fucking thing. God, <laughs> I don't think so. It's so oh. 2000, Brooke. <clears throat> Fuck. 
All right. So you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. All right, man. There is no critics consensus. I'm sure that's no surprise to you. Yeah, I kind of figured. So uh, you really have to take a stab in the dark on what the critics scored it. Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Ah, this is very hard because I feel like this is a critics movie, but then some parts parts are not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a 75. All right. Um, now this is only based on 11 ratings, so it's not okay. a very broad spectrum, but the critics scored it 100%. 100 yeah damn yeah but like i said it's only based on 11 ratings so yeah, it's, it's not, not much, yeah. it's not very reliable of a score no because i think imdb was like a four point something uh i feel it yeah maybe 4.9 yeah something like that yeah. that's crazy um <clears throat> excuse me and the audience scored it 41% on less than 50 ratings. Okay. Okay. So like yeah, you said, I think, it, um, so sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like you said, it's very much like a critics critics movie, I guess like a hundred percent is way too high, but 41% is also way too low. Yeah. Like I could understand, like, like you said, like a 75%. I could understand that for sure. But both yeah, of these scores definitely. are way too far in their respective corners. Agreed. Agreed. You were going to say something. Was, okay. I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you want to take the honors this time? Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. I gave the scare rating a one out of 10. Uh, I said it's not a scary movie at all, um, except for one scene, which I'm going to name below. Uh, So my scariest scene, (laughs) my scariest scene is when the mat monster comes alive. Now it's, Poor CGI, but it's like literally the only horror that's in this movie. Yeah. So that's I. I mean, I don't really have a lot of options. To that's choose true. From. That's true. Um, there is like the under like the tone of suicide and mental health, which is like obviously a scary thing to think about. But yeah, as as a horror movie, I don't find it scary at all. Yeah. <clears throat> And would I survive? I said, yes, the only death in here is by suicide, whether it's intended or accidental. And Matt's death as well. But I mean, like I probably wouldn't be storming into someone's apartment to get myself killed. And no, I mean, after what he's been through, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. I'm more, I'm more a passive aggressive guy. Like, I, I would just start doing shit to piss the other person off instead. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> what about you? 
All right. So my scare rating gave a two out of 10. Okay. I said it's not scary at all, but the thought of being in Becca's shoes or even Richie's kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Especially Becca. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just couldn't imagine going through something like that. Uh, scary scene. Like you said, it was, wasn't much to choose from. I said when the first like birth scene happened, when you get to see the actual birth scene, like the placenta and the, all the shit happening. Yeah. Kind of gross. That's true. And for what I survived, I put yes. Uh, just because like, I've never been in, in Richie's shoes, like never had those thoughts before. So, I mean, I feel like I would survive and, you know, Becca's death was accidental. Um, Matt's, I guess was kind of too, not really, but, uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, w- I would survive. All right, cool. Yeah, Matt's wasn't like premeditated or anything. It was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. If exactly. he would have minded his own fucking business, he'd still be alive. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it. That's it. Okay, so once again, we're not going to be doing a trivia at the end of this episode. We are going to kick things off after our birthday break i guess you can call it um and we're gonna be doing a little poll on instagram yes we are to see what our next movie is and we've decided to take a page from the hmc book and go with a monster movie at the end of this month we sure did it's been a while since we've done a monster movie so i don't know it kind of works yeah yeah i think the last one was pumpkin head and uh our boy Rawhead Rex. <laughs> oh, fuck him. <laughs> All right. Uh, we didn't really discuss. Is this going to be a face-off or just a regular episode? I was just thinking a regular episode. but Okay, good. Me too. Yeah, because I don't think my movie could really. <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Okay. So the movie I chose was... The Shape of Water. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we're both like not really going with super horror movies then. Ooh, what did you pick? I picked Attack the Block. Nice. I haven't seen that movie since it came out pretty much. I know, me too. I was looking through the list of like monster movies and I was just like, uh, like there's like the typical ones, like obviously Godzilla and like, um, mm-hmm. I, was, I almost picked a quiet place again because I've been trying to get that fucking movie on this ep- on this podcast for like now. <laughs> I keep yeah. losing the trivia, um, but yeah. And then this one came up. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I love this fucking movie. It's funny. I was gonna pick the descent. Oh shit! Yeah, I would have just I would have voted for that. I know you would have. <laughs> I wouldn't even have put a movie into it. Just hundred percent on. Cool, man. Yeah, man. All right. So if you guys want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street. Um, we are still looking for content creator corner uh, promos and whatnot. So please send them in. Oh, excuse me. Jesus. Um, <laughs> the craft beers hitting me. Um yeah slide into the dms if you have any questions or if you just want to shoot the shit with us we are always open for that 
Uh, if you click the link in our bio, you'll find links to our T Public account where you can buy some sick merch. Uh, there's a link to our Patreon account where if you want to be a patron and support the podcast that way. Uh, there's also a link to our Discord app or uh, what's it called? Channel? Is it a channel? Yeah, I guess channel. Server. That's it. Our there Discord server. Um, we're hosting watch parties here and there. It doesn't happen very often, but uh, we're hoping to, to get into that a little bit more. And we now have a link to our brand new Twitch account. Woohoo! Where we are going to be live streaming uh, ourselves playing horror video games. Um, sometimes separately, sometimes together. Um, yeah. So if any listeners have a PlayStation 4 or 5 and you want to play some games with us and hop on that stream, fuck, let us know. We're always open to, to game with other people and uh, interact sure. with the community a bit. Yeah. And Brooke, do you have anything? I don't think so. All right, then. Brooke runs the Facebook account, and uh, he's always like four or five days late on the post. So bear with yeah. them. They'll be there, but they might take a little longer. Sorry I don't live on social media like you little <laughs> millennial. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I'm marketing. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, um, the poll for the movies will be going up on Instagram in the next couple of days. So, you guys can vote for our next episode. Yes, sir. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you later.